Amen. Hey, once again, we're in a study. We're religion. Cult and the occult. Bobby, it's number 11. It is. Christian science. science, And that's right. We saw so far. It is what? It's not Christian. And it's not science. Now, how many guys remember the tagline? Not even close. Okay, we're going to see that again tonight. It ain't even close. Okay, now just by way of recap, as you, that's right, we're going to be in that workbook for a little bit uh, tonight. So go ahead and turn there as you do. Why is it not even close? It's not Christian, not science, because just again, a quick rundown of what they promote, uh, that God is the universal principle, that God cannot indwell a person. God is mind. God is father, mother. The Trinity is life, truth, and love. If you believe in the Orthodox version, our version of the Trinity, they say that's Paul theism. They say Christ is the spiritual idea of sonship. They say that Jesus was not the Messiah. They say that Jesus is not God. He did not reflect the fullness of God. He did not die. The Holy Spirit is divine signs. They say there is no devil. There is no sin. Evil and good are not real. Matter, sin, and sickness are not real. They are only illusions. Life is not material or organic. Jesus' sacrifice was not sufficient to cleanse us from sin, and true healings are a result of these techniques. That's right that Mary Baker Eddy came up with now is that Christian is that science not even close you're getting on that's right now again before we're going to get into the history part three then move on why do they get it so wrong okay Christian science we've been seeing so far in their history where did this stuff come from who is this Mary Baker Eddy right she wasn't a baker and she wasn't Eddie, or her last name was, but, uh, uh, but here's what we saw so far. She had a volatile religious upbringing. Uh, the thought of eternal damnation made her ill, okay? Her dad thought her head was too big for her body, so he kept her out of school, right? Uh, she would suddenly, all of a sudden, break out, writhe on the floor, uh, screaming, be unconscious for hours. That's not good. She had extreme health problems and eating disorder, and she was invalid for most of her life. She heard spirits call her name, remember? Mary, Mary, ooh, that's not a good sign. She felt she had supernatural power. She fell on some ice, had a severe spinal injury, and said she had a major breakthrough. And that's why she came up with Christian science. We'll get to that again tonight. But if that's true, then why did you turn around and sue the place that you uh, fell at and said you're still hurting? But whatever, we'll get to that in a second. She had a violent temper. Uh, she got involved in seances and necromancy and uh, spiritism. She became a trance channeler, which... By definition, what? That means the entity, a demon, is now inside of you taking over your vocal cords and speaking through you. That's demonic possession. That's not good. She said that she actually so-called channeled the apostles, Abraham Lincoln and even other people's dead relatives. Now, last time we picked up on that, she also got hooked up with a guy named Phineas Quimby. And we took a big detour on that one because we needed to. Uh, and that tells us where she got her ideas from because uh, she ripped them off of this guy amongst other people. I'll get to that, Lord willing, in a second. But also that this guy not only had an influence on her, which developed Christian science, this guy is one of the founders of the modern-day Word of Faith uh, charismatic false teaching movement, okay, as we saw last time. But this Quimby guy, he got his ideas from New Age, right, also Hinduism. He developed what was called New Thought, okay, New Thought or Mind Cure Movement. Sounds like Christian science, right? Well, that's where she got a lot of her ideas from. She also, speaking of ideas, she stole his ideas and she named it Christian Science after he died. That's dink. Okay. Uh, she became one of the founders and emulators of the modern uh, today word faith movement. People like Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland we saw last time. And just like them, just like today's we saw last time, she became very rich. Right? Because in order to get these healings, in order to learn these techniques, what do you got to do? 
You got to pay big bucks, right? And she, at the time of her death, I believe was in 1910. She was worth a tune back in 1910, worth today, $75 million. She was not just a millionaire. She was a multi-multi-millionaire. She made a lot of cash selling people, if you follow my techniques, you can have perfect health and all this. Sounds familiar? Yeah, she was one of the beginning uh, people of that uh, with false teaching, by the way. Now, Quimbu, we saw he was a magnetic healer. Remember that? That was uh, mesmerism, where we get the right mesmerized from Frank Mesmer. We dealt with that, okay? And that you basically, you could develop this psychic power. And you can supposedly heal people and do other kinds of stuff. We'll get into that tonight. And that's where she got her ideas, because they still teach that today in Christian science, right? And, and, and we saw before that she believed in something called ma'am. Malicious animal magnetism. Okay, and we're going to get into that tonight. And she also says, if you follow her techniques with her the psychic energy, you can learn these techniques from her. That's right. That you don't need doctors, okay, and you won't need medicine. Hmm, medicine. Well, there's a certain type of medicine that um, we're going to see tonight. That's why we finally get it. It took me three weeks, but we're getting there. And it rhymes with... Morphine, because it was morphine. She was majorly addicted to morphine. And we're going to see what that does to you. And that ain't a good source of inspiration. Okay, but let's take a look. Let's get into our workbook there. We left off. We're still in that first paragraph, but we're on the last sentence. And that's good. Okay, and that's where we pick up. It says, Quimby, right? Quimby taught that the mind had the power to heal the body and had a significant influence on her thinking. Who's her? Mary Rebecca Eddy, right, regarding spiritual matters. So she, he was basically a big source of where she got her ideas. Not the only one, but a really big part. Now, in 1866, here's her infamous fall. This is what's her breakthrough in life. How did she come up with this incredible uh, uh, Christian science idea? She was seriously injured in a fall and was not expected to recover. So she supposedly read Matthew 9-2 and pronounced herself, is your first blank there, let's do a golf clap. In three weeks, we finally got to a blank. Yeah. Three, right? We gave herself, right? Pronounced herself healed and experienced a so-called miraculous healing. And that verse says this. And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. Right? And as we saw but last time, uh, really? So if this really worked and you really got healed and this is the impetus for all your supposed focusing on these teachings that we all got to hear uh, and follow to get this perfect healing that you supposedly got yourself, and then why'd you sue the place? It's on record. And sue because I'm still in pain. Well, that's a lie. Well, that's the beginning of a whole bunch of lies. And hypocrisy will continue on. She claimed to have discovered the secret to health, right? These techniques, right? Using this mesmerism, this psychic power. And she's able to just apply it and just, you know. Anyway, so that's the thing. It was this experience that convinced her of the, quote, truth of Christian science. Then in 1873, she divorced her second husband. And in 1875, when she was 54 years old, she founded the Christian Science Association and published Science and Health with Key to Scriptures. That basically is their Bible, right? They say they follow the Bible, whatever, but really, this one trumps. It's, what does that sound like? Sounds like Jehovah's Witnesses when it comes to, to really, no, they don't. You follow the Watchtower Society. You follow uh, Judge Rutherford. You follow Charles Hayes Russell, the founders, their writings. You don't really follow the Bible. In fact, their Bible's what? It's not a translation, it's a perversion, right? Even before that, we got to that. What was the last topic? Seventh-day Adventist. You say you follow the Bible, but what do you really follow? The teachings of Ellen G. White. And even their Bible is a twisted version. 
right? With her words inserted into it. That's not the Bible. Go, go another one back. Three ones back. We were dealing with Mormonism. You say to follow the Bible. What do you follow? What do you really follow? Joseph Smith, the Book of Mormon. It's exact. Anybody starting to see a pattern here when it comes to the cults? You say you follow the Bible, but do you? When push comes to shove, do you? No, it's the same thing here. So she comes out with her big book, Science and Health, the Key to Scriptures. And here she sat forth her teachings on health and philosophy. Now listen, she claimed it was the final revelation of God to mankind and asserted that her work was inspired by God. Don't you always say that? Right? They always say that, right? Oh, this is it. This is the final revelation. This is it, right? As if, I've said so many times before, as if... This isn't good enough for us. We need, in essence, a new, new Bible. We need a new, new revelation. We got a new word from God. Really, if you got a new word from God, then why aren't you writing that new, new testament? Even for those people who use that phrase today, which I think is very dangerous, right? But this is, in essence, what all these cult people do. They basically say, yeah, we need something more than this. And then they try to twist it and say it's something spiritual. This is the final revelation. This that I've now added to the Bible. What's the warning in the Bible about adding and taking? You're in a heap of trebucus, uh, the Chrome translation. Okay, don't do it, right? But that's what they do, right? Now, now she said, listen, it was inspired by God. Really? So if it's so inspired by God, then why did you rip off so much of it from other people? She too, just like Ellen G. White, remember? 90% of Ellen G. White's uh, so-called inspirations from God was plagiarized. 90%. Same thing when it comes to Mary Baker Eddy. So I want to get into that. Okay, this is supposed to be inspired by God. Why did you rip it off? Now, Phineas Quimby, by 1859, remember, she's writing this book in 1875. I think it's in 1866, which is the year he died. She all of a sudden said, oh, oh, Christian science, as if it's a new term. And she took claim to it. Uh-uh. In 1859, Phineas Quimby uh, called his method of healing, right, science of health, he also called it science of Christ, and he had used the term Christian science to describe his work. That's in 1859. So is that a new term? Is that inspired from God, as she would say? This is my work, and no, yeah, whatever. Okay, in fact, many critics say that she not only got her teachings uh, from Phineas Quimby, but almost by and large from him. Between, a combination between him and also, we're going to see, from Hinduism. Because basically when you say that matter isn't real and this is all, that's Hinduism. As we saw when we dealt with our whole study on Hinduism. It's also, we're going to see a, a mixture of uh, Buddhism that she turned to. She also turned to New Age uh, transcendentalist folks on the East Coast. Okay, So a lot of her work wasn't even original. She's just doing the hack job again, as we saw before cult leaders do. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, hack, hack, splice, splice. Then when you get caught, what do you do? It's time for a new revision. And she did the same thing. And she made a lot of cash off of it, too, because every time she came out with a new uh, rendition of her uh, Science and Key, the Scripture book, right? Guess what you had to do if you were her student? Got to buy it. Made a lot of cash, right? But let's take a look at that Hinduism thing. Eddie admitted that the harmony between the Hindu writings and philosophy and Christian science, she quoted certain passages, uh, passages from the Hindu writings, but later was removed. Interesting, when she got caught. But before when she did it, there was no shame in it, so to speak, from her. She, oh yeah, that's where I'm getting this from. In 1891, the 1891 revision, Eddie removed from her book all the references to Eastern religions. But they were there, and they were there for many. That's 1891. When did she come out with her book? 1875. Do the math, about 15 years. She had it in there that this is coming from the Eastern religions, right? 
as well as ripping it off from other people. Now, for some reason, the passages were admitted on the 34th edition, right? And uh, she began to wipe them out. Now, however, listen, this is a Hindu historian. Listen, a guy named uh, Damodar Singhal, okay? And uh, he said, quote, the Christian science movement in America was influenced by India. The founder of this movement, Mary Baker Eddy, is in common with the Hindu writings and believed that matter and suffering were unreal and that a full realization of this fact was essential for relief from ills and pains. Straight out of Hinduism. The Christian science doctrine has naturally been given, listen, a Christian framework. What's he mean by that? She peppered it with Christianese, right? He says, but it echoes of the Hindu literature. That's all she did. As we saw before, all the cults do the same thing. Oh, it sounds, you know, they, they throw Christianese to you. Oh, we believe in God. Wrong God. Oh, we believe in Jesus. Wrong Jesus. Oh, we believe in salvation. Yeah, but it ain't what the Bible says. And on and on it goes. That's all she did. She peppered it with Christianese. Okay, now, listen to this guy. Wendell Thomas, he wrote, Hindu, Hinduism invades America. And this was back in 1930. And listen to what he said. He suggested that Eddie may have discovered Hinduism through the teaching of New Age transcendentalists at that time. Basically, New Agers on the East Coast. In some early editions of Science and Health, she had quoted from and commented favorably upon not just Hindu texts, but Buddhist texts. Okay, but again, later, they were removed. But they were there originally. Okay, but she had the audacity to say this, and I quote her, right? In the year 1866, I discovered the science of metaphysical healing and named it Christian Science. Quote, no human pen or tongue taught me the science contained in this book, and neither tongue nor pen can overthrow it. Turn to somebody and say, liar. <laughs> You're a liar, right? right? It is not by coincidence that it's the year 1866. Guess who died who originally came up with this? Quimby, well, how many guys realize that uh, it's really hard for dead people to take you to court? You guys are astute uh, tonight. That's right. All right, give me a break. She's a con artist, man. She's a liar. She's a plagiarist, okay? Now, also, it goes on. Uh, a few Christian science realize that Miss Eddie's writings also have tons of plagiarism uh, from all kinds of people. She stole, not just from Quimby, Hinduism, Buddhism, but she copied, quote, shamelessly, often word for word, this sounds like Joseph Smith, from John Ruskin, Thomas Carlyle, Charles Kingsley, Henry Emile, and other offers, and not once did she credit her sources. You're a liar. Right? But, what, but what was her statement? Quote, no human pen or tongue taught me the signs contained in this book, and neither tongue nor pen can overthrow it. Yeah, you're a liar. How did she say? Can't, it's, just, it's crazy. right? But somehow she said that this is all inspired of God, as you can see that. Now, not only inspired of God, Listen to what she says back to the workbook there. She said the word key. Now notice it's not just science and health. It's science and health with the key to scriptures. Well, listen to what she means by the key to scriptures. Listen, the word key in the title of her book is a reference to her book being the key to unlocking the Bible, which she claimed had many mistakes, is your second blank there. Ooh. So on the one hand, again, you would sit there and say, oh, no, we follow the Bible. But really, what are you saying? You're saying the Bible didn't really apparently come from God because it's got mistakes. Well, that means it can't come from God because God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't lie unlike yourself. 
But she said that her book was even better. So are you really even following the Bible when you say you're following the Bible? No. Who are you really following? You're following Mary Baker Eddy, right? Okay, you are putting that above the Bible. And that's what cults do every single time. That was her view about the Bible. And she placed her own writings on par with Scripture. Dare I say, if you're going to say that your work is perfect and is the key to understand the Bible, and then you have the audacity to say the Bible's got mistakes in it when it doesn't, then you're not saying on par. You're saying what? You're saying your writing is above, okay? But you, you were a con artist. You ripped it off. Okay, truth comes out eventually, right? 1877, she remarried again uh, to this time a guy named Asa Albert Eddy. That's where we get the name Eddy finally. And in 1879, she founded the First Church of Christ Scientists uh, in Boston there. So basically about four years after she writes her supposed book that was supposedly unique and it wasn't, right? So about then, and then she claimed, and you got to say this, because this just makes it so extra special. Right? This is why you've got to ditch the Bible. This is why you've got to ditch your Protestant beliefs. This is why you've got to listen to her. Because that's right. What's the phrase there? She claimed to be the restoration of the original New Testament church. Isn't that what's always said today? Right? No, no, this is the way the early church did it. Right? See, that's why you have to wear this prayer shawl when you pray. Because that's how the early church did it. No, this is why you have to dress in a certain way. This is why you got to stand in a certain way. This is why you have to learn the original Hebrew. This is why you have to do the Jewish festivals. This is why you can't eat pork. This is why you... Because that's how the early church did it. And that kind of sounds like... No, Kirk. <laughs> Sorry, read, read. we deal with this all the time with the documentary. It just pops out. But anyway... <laughs> no, but isn't that always the excuse? Isn't that the, the, the bait... Oh, don't you want to be authentic? Don't you want to come back to real Christianity? Aren't you tired of that orthodox stuff? Oh, come on. This is exciting. This is new. This, this is just like the early church. She did the same baloney, right? But what is it? It's not Christian. It's not science. Not even close. Give me a break. But they always pepper it with that phrase to ch try to bait you in. So that's what she said, right? Now, in uh, 1881, she opened a healing college and charged how much? Three. This is when? 1879. 300 bucks for 12 healing lessons, right? Now, we did the math for inflation. Actually looked up online. Again, as we saw before, that's approximately $7,000 today. She charged $7,000 per student. For 12 healing sessions. That didn't count the book and the book you had to buy again and, and, and again and again. And, and there's 34, 34 times now. And how many times you got now? <laughs> you give me a break. She became a multi-millionaire off this baloney. Okay, just like the word faith, false teaching baloney today, right? So that's what she did. 7,000 bucks. In 1908, she founded the Christian Science Monitor. That's basically, here's how to get it out there, right? International newspaper whose employees have won six Pulitzer Prizes. Amazing. Uh, Mary Baker Eddy died a, not just, insert this word, not just millionaire, multi-millionaire. In 1910, now the authority of the Church of Christ scientists now rests with its board of directors. Now, before we get into what's going on modern times with the falsehood of Christian science, let's finish up a couple things that we kept talking about and never got to. And that's the man, the uh, malicious animal magnetism. That's right. And, of course, don't do 
Morphine is the lesson. And then we'll hopefully finish this up and get into their problems uh, even more so. But let's deal with that malicious animal magnetism. Now we saw he, she got this from Phineas Quimby. Phineas Quimby got this from Franz Mesmer, which is the, the new age, the cold. And it's this, you know, where we get the word mesmerize. Ooh, you mesmerize somebody, hypnotism, and they start doing weird stuff and whatever. Well, it's basically that you're somehow with her techniques and all this stuff that you develop this psychic energy. And of course, her whole thing was you could use this psychic energy that you can learn these techniques that only she knows that she lied. And, the only, and you could bring healing to people. But she also felt that this same healing psychic energy, the animal magnetism, could be used for wrong. Hence, she added the term malicious. Malicious animal magnetism. Now, I'm t you guys are smiling when I'm doing that. But I'm telling you. People, I, I came out of the New Age. You guys know my testimony. They still do this today. People still believe they can develop this psychic energy and get people to do all kinds of stuff. Now, what you're going to see, I'm going to show you a video. And this is a current video. And this is not Christian, obviously. But these are people who believe they can develop through certain techniques. And they're going to see the guru with the ponytail. And he's teaching these people, probably for a fee, that they can develop their own psychic energy. And they can do all kinds of stuff with it. Well, apparently, sometimes it works. And apparently, for this lady, it didn't work too well. Let's take a look. Breathe in, pull the energy in, pull it down, and push the energy out of the hand. Big breath, more power, more power, more passion, more power. Big, look into the hands, good, good, yes, Magnus, good, good. You want to defend? As soon as you see me move, everything you got in there, you push it out. What can we do it? We can do it. Hold on. Let's go. Sure. Are you ready? Yes, come here. You stand here, and Magnus and Rebecca, you pre prepare her. <laughs> okay, you ready to join us in the circle? <laughs> yeah, join you in a lawsuit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can you believe that? That's crazy. Now, a couple interesting things. This is, people still do this stuff today. This is Christian science, right? You develop this, this technique. I'm not making it up. It's still going on today, right? Now, if there really is something spiritual going on, this ain't from God, number one. I think that's pretty obvious to see. But I did find it very interesting. Those people that are involved in this, obviously, demonic stuff, it's a false teaching, right? Uh, as we saw before, this is very similar to Buddhism, the chi force, right? Developing that same kind of thing, right? But notice, if it really was working, if that wasn't a bunch of chicanery, if it really was working, what was the body movements of the people? Did that look familiar? Wiggling on the floor, what, what, remember last week's video? That's supposed to be the charismatic stuff going on? Carbon copy. So if there is something spiritual going on, then it's not just a bunch of baloney. Even the, remember those ladies blowing on people? Exact same 
thing. But it's not God. But it's being in the church today, being touted as, oh, if only you guys knew what we knew. <laughs> yeah, excuse me? I don't think so. But anyway, so that's what it is. Now, as you saw, apparently, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes apparently it can be dangerous, like that guy or that lady. Oh, okay. Well, this is basically, in essence, what she meant uh, back to Mary Baker Eddy, doing the same thing, mm, these psychic powers for healing, right? Well, she felt that it could be used for bad. And so it wasn't just animal magnetism, this psychic power that you can develop. It could go bad and become malicious. And she really believed this. Watch this. This is crazy. The opposite of these powers, they believe, this so-called mental healing, right, uh, was the use of these powers to destroy people's health. So it could be for good. It's kind of like Star Wars, right? The theology, which is not biblical, right? But, you know, you could use it for good or for bad. And that's what she believes. Right? And they still believe today, by the way. Okay? She was concerned, listen, these, this is all historically documented. Mary Baker Eddy was concerned that a new practitioner with her techniques, mm, could inadvertently harm a patient uh, through unenlightened use of these, these mental powers, right? And less scrupulous individuals could use these same powers as a weapon, right? Now, she actually accused people of doing this. Watch this. Eddie, in 1872, she had an argument with one of her students, a guy named Richard Kennedy. He was actually expelled. She kicked him out from Christian science. Later, uh, she came to believe that he was, quote, using mental powers to destroy her. So she ordered her students to, quote, mobilize all their mental energy to combat him. Mm. So they're having this war going on, right? She also ordered her students, I kid you not, quote, this is on historical record. She ordered her students to stand outside her bedroom to protect her from any mental attacks directed at her. Man, that get exhausting after a while, standing in the hall all day. Mm. Anyway, then she publicly claimed that her husband, her last husband, uh, Asa Gilbert Eddy, that he had died of a mental assassination. That's why he died. Another guy, Daniel Spofford, he was another one, uh, Christian scientist. He got expelled by her too after she accused him of practicing malicious animal magnetism as well. She actually took him to court. It's on record. And of course, the suit was thrown out. Give me a break. Okay, but anyway, the belief in malicious animal magnetism is still a part of the doctrine, the teachings of Christian science today. Eddie also wrote that mental assassination was one of the greatest crimes that anyone practicing it, uh, and if they did it, they should be put to death by a human executioner. Uh, also, uh, she's got uh, some responsibility with this false teaching. Several persons committed suicide because they were afraid of somebody doing mm, the malicious animal magnetism on them. Let me give you two examples. Mary Tomlinson, she was a student of Mary Baker Eddy. She committed suicide by throwing herself outside, out of window. Another uh, Christian scientist, a lady named Marion Stevens, she committed suicide by gassing herself in the bathroom, killed themselves because they were afraid that somebody, mm, all demonic. Who, who's not only the father of lies, but who's a murderer and has been one from the beginning, John chapter 8. Who do you think's behind this? A lie that would actually end up getting people to kill themselves. That's Satan. It's total demonic, right? Also, in her later years, Eddie apparently became paranoid. Hmm, I wonder why. We'll get to that in a little bit. She became paranoid, right, uh, in her later years. And uh, uh, believing that, I'm not joking, quote, 50,000 people were trying to kill her by projecting their evil thoughts. Mm, 50,000, right? And she wrote that if she died, it would be due to malicious animal magnetism rather than from natural causes. Wow. 
Okay, going on. Now, speaking of, how did she die? Right? There is, I think on record, she supposedly died from pneumonia. Maybe. Maybe not. Right? She tried to convince everybody that if she did die, it's because of this thing here. How many of you guys are going to do that on the way home tonight? Hey. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm getting a workout. This is, I'm getting tired. I've got a ways to go. Right? Uh, the, uh, but why did she really die? I don't know. I can't necessarily prove this, but I got my suspicions. I think that part of the reason why she, with all due respect, out there, okay, was not because of her connection with demons, with the trance channeling, and the seances, and the necromancy, and that'll mess you up. Been there, done that. Wish I wouldn't have bought the t-shirt, right? They'll drive you literally insane. That's what they do, okay? But I think you throw in a combination of morphine, it ain't good, okay? Okay, and let's take a look at that. Her use of medicine. Now, why is this such big hypocrisy? Because what is her big deal, right? You follow her techniques, and you learn, then what do you not need? You don't need medicine. You don't need doctors. What do they say in the, uh, the, the South? Hypocrite is exactly what's coming out right now. Uh, the diary of a guy named Calvin Fry, he was Eddie's personal secretary. He said, quote, Eddie had a lifelong dependence on morphine. Miranda Rice, a friend and close student of Eddie, told a newspaper as before she died, 1906, quote, Mrs. Eddie was addicted to morphine. She begged me to get some for her. She sent her husband, Mr. Eddie, for some. When he failed to get it, she went herself and got it. Listen, she locked herself into a room and for two days excluded everyone. Quote, she was a slave to morphine. Not good. Now, morphine, uh, unless you're having surgery or coming out of surgery, probably isn't a, something to do on a Saturday afternoon. It's not good for you. <laughs> and I'm just going to quote to you uh, some harmful effects. This is just a secular doctor's report. Uh, what happens when somebody gets their hands on morphine and becomes addicted to it like Mary Baker? Hey, this is what you're going to get from this person. Now, remember, throw on top of this demons, probably being possessed, false teaching, She's filled with hatred, violent, ah, all this stuff. Now add to this. Morphine, uh, obviously, is very addictive, but it also causes fatigue, makes you tired, inattentive. You can't, it's hard to stay alert, uh, focus your attention, mood swings, extremely erratic emotions, uh, poor performance. It diminishes your mental, physical functioning. The effects on your brain, you have a slow reaction time. Also, on your psychomotor impairment, uh, not only does your brain slow, but your overall physical movements begin to slow, too. You get depressed. Uh, morphine uh, can actually knock you out induce a coma it could also give you seizures has effect on your psyches and i quote secular abnormal thoughts quote we may have thoughts we would not under normal circumstances i wonder where she got inspiration for this book ain't good demons morphine no no okay right disturbed sleep you get the uh, severe depression your body it reduces your digestive system's ability to uh, move food through your body in a healthy way no wonder her health was messed up uh she ha it, it causes uh, vision problems painful urination and it could be of course lethal it can cause collapse in veins liver damage the inflammation of the inner uh, lining of the heart and you could die right but again you follow her techniques <laughs> And you don't need none of this stuff. Really? You were an addict. You're a liar. Now, what I find very interesting, remember we saw last time, and I used the old uh, verbiage, the crone verbiage, that she was like an early version of today's modern false teachers, word faith movement. 
That those guys, they too were promising perfect health, perfect wealth. You follow my techniques, you buy my book, you come to my, you know, uh, meetings, which you got to pay, right? And all this stuff, and then, then you can get all this perfect life. And those guys end up being multimillionaires, right? Carbon copy, same thing going on with her or with them today. Well, I found it very interesting that some of these guys too, apparently, uh, if you want to use the phrase like mother, like son, um, they got a problem with some serious drugs too. This is not the best video quality, but I have to share what I got because it's an actual news broadcast. And somebody named Benny Hinn, there's a problem with heroin. Let's take a look. The ministry of Benny Hinn responds to an iFiles investigation which revealed two heroin-related deaths within his ministry. After returning from California this week, Hinn spoke to his employees about the public revelations. He also sent someone to talk to our Tony Pipitone. Benny Hinn had agreed to talk to, to us in person about his church, but it canceled after seeing our report last week. Instead, he sent a spokesman who says Hinn is upset about that report, a report on the role of heroin in the deaths of two employees. Those employees was David Delgado, one of Benny Hinn's personal assistants, the man helping Hinn into his jacket before a crusade appearance last year. This is video from last December on what would be his last trip with Pastor Hinn. At the time, an Orange County homicide investigator was looking to question Delgado about the source of heroin that just weeks earlier had killed another employee of World Outreach Church, a man Hinn had trusted to babysit his children years ago. But the questioning never happened because by the end of 1997, Delgado too was dead, a result of heroin abuse. In fact, Hinn canceled an interview with us after seeing a portion of this amateur video of his trip to Jordan and our report last week. simple. See, Jesus said, by the fruits you will know them. And uh, just watch the person's fruits. If they uh, display uh, a clean life, a Christian character, if they show true Christianity, then they're really for real. Well, by your own behavior, I don't think you're real. Wow. Very interesting parallels, isn't it? Same false teaching, same baloney, same false promises, perfect health, perfect will, false teaching, sage Christian, slap Christianese on it. It's not. It's the occult. It's New Age. It's Hinduism. Mary Baker Eddy did it first, if you will. They're still doing it today. You're not only becoming multimillionaires, but apparently you got some drug issues as well. Very interesting. Now, let's move on to some of her hypocriteness. Okay, as if what we haven't seen so far is uh, uh, unfortunate. Now, believe it or not, most Christian scientists today not only reverence Mary Baker Eddy, but they, listen, consider her as a, quote, almost like a semi-divine being. Okay, and then they would want to say that the Isaiah the prophet, 
talked about her. And when you go back to that so-called prophecy, it's not her. The woman that's talked about is Israel. It ain't Mary Baker Eddy. Okay, but whatever. They're, again, you just pull anything from the scripture and whatever. But careful examination and record shows that Mrs. Eddy often acted in direct contradiction to her own teaching. Shucker. Okay. Uh, and this, what we've seen so far, is just the tip of the iceberg. Let me give you some other ones. Remember, if you follow her techniques, mm, you don't need doctors. You don't need medicine, right? You can just mm, yourself to health, apparently. Right? Now, quote, Eddie recommended to her son, rather than go against the law of the state, that he should have her grandchildren vaccinated. That's on record. Well, why didn't she just, mm, mm, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. That's being a hypocrite. She also paid, it's on record, for a mastectomy for her sister-in-law. Well, why would you waste the money on that when all you had to do was go and get rid of it? That's not right. Eddie also used glasses for several years. I don't know. Are we going to give her a pass? Maybe her eyes got sore after going for so long. I don't know. Right? But what are you doing with glasses? Why don't you look in the mirror and fix them? I don't know. Right, that's right. And towards the end of her life, guess who she, quote, frequently attended? Not just once a while, frequently attended. Rhymes with doctors. Hey, that's right. Doctors is the right answer. Excuse me. Right, it's called a hypocrite. Not only that, she's got some tall tales. Key word there is tall tales. Right, but this is how you've got to listen to her. You've got to follow her techniques. And some of these are listed in her key to health, you know, to keep the scriptures, science and health, right? right? And this is proof why you've got to follow her techniques because this could happen to you. Right, listen to this. Here's the first one. I'll give you a couple of them. For example, she once claimed that some Oxford students killed a criminal by making him think that he was bleeding to death. Quote, had they changed the felon's belief that he was bleeding to death and removed the bandage from his eyes and had he seen that a vein had not been open, he would have resuscitated. So what's the documentation for this? Rhymes with nothing because it's nothing. Right? And again, carbon copy these guys today. Oh, hey, did you hear? So-and-so, there was this miracle, and they raised from the dead. Where's the documentation? No, see, you don't understand. So-and-so was there, and they told me, and it was their uncle's cousin's next door's neighbor's pet dog's groomer. <laughs> Favorite aunt. <laughs> right? and, they, and I trust them. Right? There's no documentation for all this stuff. Well, I, hey, you weren't there, man. There was this miracle. Did you hear about that miracle? These people, man, they were speaking in, in this, this language and all this stuff. And I, it was some missionary in some place and there. And it was the, and there, and right, and then the thing, and then all this thing, and then happened. And the people, well, well, who's that? Well, it was on the internet. I mean, didn't you see it? It was these people, and they're seeing it. There's never documentation for this baloney. She did the same thing. Let me give you a couple more. Science and Health, page 245. She, listen to this one. Tall tales. She wrote of an Englishwoman who, quote, disappointed, because this is demonstrating the power of the psychic energy, what it could do to you, right? She wrote of an Englishwoman who, quote, was disappointed in love in her early years, and she became insane and lost all account of time, believing that she was still living in the same hour which she parted from her lover. Taking no note of years, she stood daily before the window watching for her lover's coming. In this mental state, she remained young. Having no consciousness of time, she literally grew no older. Some American travelers saw her when she was 74 years old and supposed that she was still a young woman. She had no care-lined face, no wrinkles, no gray hair, but you sat gently on cheek and brow. Asked to guess her age, those acquainted with her history conjectured that she must be under 20. 
Mrs. Eddy cited that as a source, that her source was an article in the, quote, Lancet, but without volume and page number, so guess what? It's impossible to verify. Excuse me? Are you serious? Man, you keep that up, you're going to give the people impression that somehow you're using something. Wow. Let me give you just one more and we're going to move on. Also, in Science and Health, page 556 and 557 of this particular version, maybe the version's changed. Uh, I can't get a bite again. Uh, it's related, listen, it is related that a father, listen, mm, that a father plunged his infant babe, only a few hours old, into the water for several minutes and repeated this operation daily, listen, until the child could remain underwater 20 minutes, moving and playing without harm, just like a fish. Yeah, you do that, you go straight to jail. <laughs> Give me a break. But again, no documentation. Right? Bunch of fanciful stories, just like these same word of faith people. Oh, it's a miracle. They had this revival. I, how dare you talk about him? He's got this power. Didn't you hear that story of that guy, that one time who knew a guy, who knew a guy, who knew a guy? No documentation. Bunch of baloney. Same carbon copy thing she was doing this back in the turn of the last century right nothing new under the sun now believe it or not she had a psychological evaluation right and it didn't come out very good and this was in her lifetime this is three years before she died in the article in 1907 in the journal of american medical association Noted that Eddie exhibited hysterical and psychotic behavior, direct quote, and had a schizoid personality. She was also hypochondriac, and pharmacologist Ronald Siegel said that Eddie's lifelong secret morphine habit contributed to her development of progressive paranoia. Why do you think 50,000 people out to mm -mm -mm -mm? lay off the morphine? What's the message? Don't do morphine. Stick to the Bible, okay? <laughs> and certainly don't listen to demons, right? All right, but now she dies. So she died, they say, of pneumonia. Maybe. I don't know. What caused the pneumonia? We don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know, right? But that's what they say. Now, currently, there's almost the, uh, 1,700 Christian science churches, is their word, if you can believe that. In 76 different countries, Eddie's book, Science and Health with Key to Scriptures, has, quote, been a bestseller for decades. Somebody's still making cash. And uh, listen, it was actually selected one of the uh, 75 books by women whose words have changed the world. Yeah, for the worse. Can you believe that? That's the Women's National Book Association. And in 1995, Eddie was inducted into the National Woman's Hall of Fame. You might want to get that one out of there. <laughs> That's not a good example if you do the deal. And I kid you not, as we close, uh, on the 100th anniversary of her birth, a 100-ton, this is crazy, a 100-ton pyramid with a 121-square footprint was dedicated on the site of her birthplace in New Hampshire. It was a gift by a guy named James F. Lord, and uh, they later blew it up. In 1962, why would you blow it up? Well, let me share with you the actual photographs of this thing that they did for her and then uh, find out who these guys were from and what trail. And you might want to destroy the evidence too like you did with your other versions, your multiple versions, okay, hiding where you really got this stuff from. But let's take a look at that. So here we see this big old giant pyramid. It was, it was uh, I believe, supposed to be one solid piece of granite. This thing was massive, 
right? And they had to especially build this thing just to haul it around. You can see it here, big, huge, massive thing, right? Uh, that they're, they're hauling around trying to figure out how to get it there. And uh, so eventually this is the site that they cleared away and got it set, ready to go. And of course, here it is there. Now, you notice there's plaques on all four. I'll get to what those plaques say here in just a, a second. But uh, they set this thing up. It's a huge, massive thing, right? And a little close-up shot there. And again, each one had a plaque on each side. You get a little closer, you can see Mary Baker, Baker Eddy, okay, on that one there. And here's a picture of each of the plaques, and they were mounted on it. Okay, and again, I'll get to that, what they say in a second. And, uh, of course, they got a little wreath there. And then here's some people there standing there with a little wreath, with a little dedication ceremony. And this guy's reading who knows what. And, uh, but anyway, so this is a real deal. We still get pictures. They really did do this, a huge, massive, crazy pyramid. Now, let me get to what in the world was on those plaques. It's kind of, it gets even freakier, right? Upon each of the four sides... Uh, a tablet made of nickel. Uh, we're saying things. On the south side, the tablet you saw, the close-up one, said Mary Baker Eddy. And then it said, Discover of Christian Science, the Baker Homestead, uh, etc. That was the south side. The eastern side was a quotation taken from the prophecy of Isaiah, right? That, uh, Behold, I lay in Zion a foundation stone, etc., a precious cornerstone, etc. Well, on the north side... Okay, uh, they wrote uh, that uh, the same, uh, the, from Mary Baker Eddy, that the same is become the head of the corner that is the chief cornerstone. In other words, she is that cornerstone, right? In her beliefs in the baloney. Uh, baloney. And then on the west side was the phrase, Novus Order Seclorum. Anybody know what that is? Now you're getting into some freaky stuff. You know, the Freemasonry, Illuminati, all that stuff. That's, that's at the very end of our study, Lord willing, when we get to that uh, in our workbook. But uh, uh, new, a lot of people say New World Order. Other people say, oh, no, it doesn't really say that. It's a New Order of the Ages, whatever. It's the same thing that appears on the reverse side of the Great Seal on the United States, uh, the, the dollar there. And, uh, and beneath it is the representation of the Great Pyramid, right? Then you got the all-seeing eye. So it's freaky. It's like, well, first of all, of all things for you to do on the 100th anniversary of her birth, why are you bringing this big honking, I, I, I'm saying this costs a couple bucks, pyramid from a solid piece of granite, and then you're writing this blasphemous stuff around there like she's some sort of great figure, that she's the chief cornerstone, and then you're throwing in this new oh, the world order stuff and whatever. Well, the James Lord guy, this is even, gets even weirder and we're running out of time, so listen, I'll just leave it with this one. The James Lord guy who did this, right, for her, uh, and other Christian scientists, okay, also were devotees of the Anglo-Israel theory that maintained that the British and American peoples were the descendants of the lost tribes of Israel, and thus they had a special blessing. If you're familiar with that false teaching, that's a bunch of baloney, right? Now, also connected to that theory was, guess what? The belief that the Great Pyramid of Egypt was so designed as to represent prophecies of the future that could be determined by those who were especially adept at making such interpretations. Now, who does that sound like? Charles Taze Russell. Remember that? And he got a pyramid at his gravesite. Uh, okay, still to this day. I don't think they blew his up last time I checked. Right? But that, that's what he believed in. That's where he got a lot of his false teaching, false prophecies. The same kind of pyramidology that was going on during this time. This is what these guys were doing. With her. And if you have these secret techniques, then you can find out the secret hidden meeting that was really going on with the Great Pyramid of Egypt. And they said, thus, the use of the pyramid marker for Mary Baker Ellie, uh, Ellie, Eddie, was, quote, 
not merely artistic, because someone said, well, it's just, it's just artistic thing. It's just a pyramid. They said, no, no, no. It was heavily symbolic. What in the world was really going on with this lady? All I know is it's not good. It's not biblical. It's not Christian. It's not science. Not even close, right, as we're going to see there. All right, next time, Lord willing, we're going to get into a little bit of what's going on with Christian science today, and then we're going to start tearing apart what we do with each one of our cults. How do they get it wrong? The five areas, they always get it wrong. The source of authority, the nature of God, the person and work of Jesus, the nature of man, and the means of salvation. So again, I think you guys will get the right answer. But my guess is, if you're infested with demons, if you're doing morphine, and if you wrote a book that you said is better than the Bible, what are you going to come up with? A cult. A cult. Exactly. Uh, and that's what we're going to see, Lord willing, next time. Let's go ahead and pray. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven and not hell? Now, before you answer that, let me uh, share with you a couple things that the Bible says. The Bible says that God is holy and that we are not. And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. We don't deserve to go to heaven when we die. We deserve to go down. We deserve to go to hell. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this problem that we have, that we're separated from God not only now, but we're going to be separated from Him for all eternity in a place called hell. We, we, we don't even want to admit that. So, once again, out of love, God gives us what's called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were God's x-ray, if you will, divine x-ray to, to get us to admit the problem that we have inside that's separating us from Him. Let, let, let's take a look at a few of those of God's divine x-ray. For instance, if you think that you're worthy on your own, you don't need a Savior, uh, you're going to get to heaven all by yourself, then let's take a look at God's test there, uh, the, the Ten Commandments. The ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. Uh, how many of you have ever told a lie before? Raise your hand. Okay. Uh, if you didn't raise your hand, you just told one. But folks, we've all done that. That makes us a liar. The Ten Commandments, God's x-ray, showing us that we have sin that's separating us from Him. We're not holy and perfect like Him. The fifth commandment says this, you shall not steal. Don't ever once take anything without permission. How many of you have ever done that? Well, if we're not going to tell another lie, we, we should all admit that as well. Well, that makes us a thief now. The Bible says that God is so holy, uh, even His name is holy. And that's why the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And if we're honest again, folks, hey, a lot of us, how many of us have used the blessed name of Jesus Christ? The only name, the Bible says, under heaven that men might be saved. We've now turned it into a common cuss word, if you can believe that. The Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. The Bible also says, hey, show, you want to show God you're so perfect, you have no sin, then don't ever once commit adultery. And you might say, well, I, I've never done that. Really? Jesus lays the standard before us. God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outside. Jesus said, if you ever looked with lust in your eye at another person, you've committed adultery in your heart. That's His holy standard. One more, the Bible says, okay, you think you're so good? Uh, then don't ever once commit murder. You shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I, at least I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible again says that the sin of hatred, wishing someone was uh, dead, is akin to the sin of murder. It's just, if you will, you pull the trigger in your heart. So, so, so how are you doing? That's just five out of ten of God's divine x-ray, by the way, uh, showing us the problem. How are you doing? Not if, but when your time comes, we're all going to stand before God. You will be forced to admit what He already knows. 
Hey, God, let me in. Let me in. I'm a, I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a thief. I'm a, a blasphemer, an adulterer, and a murderer. And the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not headed to heaven in that state. You're headed to hell. But here's the good news. God said if we would just admit this, number one, then he could fix it. And it gets fixed only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the life, and the truth, and nobody comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because only Jesus lived the perfect life in our place. And Jesus died on the cross. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be set free. And since we weren't there, and since it's a gift and we can't earn it, we have to receive that wonderful gift by faith. And the Bible says God will pardon us for our crimes, our sins, against Him. And you could actually see this analogy working uh, in the natural, in the normal world. Uh, we see this actually uh, in the courtroom. For instance, if a person is guilty and, and everybody knows they're guilty, they've committed a horrible crime and, and, and the, the sentence has passed, the judge has knocked down the gavel and says, hey, uh, you are going to jail, you are going to the death penalty for that crime. And, and we know that people, that happens all the time and they go to jail, but believe it or not, did you know there's a way for that person, even though they're guilty, to actually be set free from that crime? It's called a pardon. And the one in authority, the governor, has the part out of mercy, out of goodness, certainly nothing that that person did in jail. They can't undo the crime. It's too late. But out of mercy, the governor could go down there and grant that person in jail a full pardon for their crimes. And by receiving that pardon, the doors come open and they are set free and they're rescued from the death penalty. Folks, that's what God is doing every single day with us spiritually. He has allowed His Son, Jesus Christ, to take the death penalty in our place. He's pardoned us, but a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it. And it's actually been on historical record that there have been people on death row who a governor has gone down out of mercy and extended to them a full pardon, but they've rejected it. And by their own doing, they went to the death penalty. Folks, don't make that same mistake for all eternity. God loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done. All of it. Even the sins we don't even know about. He wants to pardon you and forgive you, but you must receive that by faith today. The Bible says if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you call upon His name, ask Him to forgive you of all your sins, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Please do that now. Please do that today because tomorrow may be too late. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries. Again, thank you for joining us. If there's anything that you need, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. Our information and number and uh, things will uh, pop up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.